You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 64. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul here to discuss once again the fall semester. I had the privilege of putting together a piece for a news channel uh, for their morning show that will be airing this Monday morning. I will be posting some information about that on my social media channels as well as uh, anywhere else I think that I'll be able to reach y'all. So if you are not following me at Jesse Mogul on Instagram, then I highly recommend you do because that is where I post these kind of things. And I'm super excited about that. Also, if you haven't subscribed, rated, or reviewed yet, um, Apple is is chugging along with their algorithm and I am just not getting the love. So I would love it, love it, love it. If you would show me the love so that Apple's algorithm would show me the love. Uh, I know that I'm helping you all out and uh, really raising the bar for what it is that you expect from this semester. And I've noticed it because I've really seen an influx in the comments I've gotten uh, on my social media channels about what we're talking about and really your mindset. And that's what we're going to discuss today is mindset because we covered it last week and I just don't think that we can cover it enough. I've said it before. I will say it again. Mindset comes before skill set. No matter how much you're working on your skill set, if you don't have a really strong foundation of a positive mindset around the things that you're doing for yourself to uplift yourself as you move forward and all of these amazing endeavors that you do, you're ultimately going to find yourself just uh, sort of starting and stopping a lot. You know, we talked about this in the book, right? We talked about the seven powerful principles. You're developing a growth mindset. You're being courageous. You're uh, cultivating courage. You're being decisive. You're also taking action, right? We're embracing discipline. We're exercising flexibility and we're embodying tenaciousness. And when you take all seven of these and you wrap them up into one version of yourself, you are really going to step out of whatever shadow you think you might be in, you're definitely going to step out of your own shadow and you're just going to start thriving in the sunshine. So I'm going to go over what the news uh, segment is going to talk about, and you're going to have a chance to hear this stuff a little bit earlier. It's going to air on Monday morning. Um, It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I spent like 30 straight hours working on it. I was so excited. And really, it's a great example of the things that I teach, right? I, you know, I hadn't, gone through putting together a new segment in so long. This was something I had done in college here and there, but it certainly wasn't anything I'd done on this scale as far as literally having it greenlit, going from building the script all the way to sending the final product over to the producer. It was just such an experience. And I was able to use all seven of my powerful principles as I put it together. And 
as I'm doing this, I'm really looking back at it now, should have taken some more pictures of the set that I built in my house and the microphone that I had only used two times before that I had to figure out how to use and, and then getting the camera shot and the lighting correctly. And then, you know, putting certain parts of it to memory while other parts were going to be set over the B-roll so I could be reading them off. It was just a tremendous experience. And in the entire thing, I just kept thinking, okay, embody the things that you teach, embrace the discipline of pushing through whenever I got really tired, you know, taking action. Anytime something got in the way, a hurdle or a challenge I didn't see coming, I was able to exercise my flexibility, take action immediately and work through it. And these are the things that you're going to be doing this semester as COVID and the pandemic. And, you know, there's going to be so much in flux. So when we're talking about your mindset, getting that in place, getting yourself realizing that no matter what this semester throws at you, you can exercise the flexibility to move through it. You can take action right away and figure out what it is that you need to do and just take action. Even if it's not the best step, it's a step. And you're going to learn the, the better step, if there is one, through the taking of the action of any step. It is so imperative. You know, all of them, I think, are important, but they all sort of stem out of this taking action. Just like I think growth mindset is the strongest one because it's the foundation. All of them can be wrapped back into taking action because that's what it leads to. Nothing becomes real in your life until you take action. Building your mindset takes action. And then comes the skill set. A lot of people want to put skill set first. And they want to work on their skills. And then you can be sitting there as you're working on a skill, thinking in the back of your mind, I don't know how to do this very well. I'm never going to be able to figure it out as well as somebody who I perceive is ahead of me. You're sitting there feeding yourself this negative energy into your head, which is going to cause a negative feedback loop. Because as we've talked about before, the brain will always seek to be correct, will always seek to be right. So if you're feeding yourself negative mindset, fixed mindset oriented information, it will seek to prove that correct, just like it's going to seek to prove the positive growth mindset strategies correct. The brain just wants to be correct, right? It doesn't matter how it accomplishes it as long as it accomplishes it. So if you sit there and tell yourself that you're never going to be good, you're never, 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 I'm not going to figure this out. I'm a loser. I'm horrible. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. I don't have enough money. I'll never, never, never. Then your brain will continue to show you ways that that thought process is correct. Whereas if you say, I can figure this out and I will get better the more I practice, the more I try. If I'm not happy about my weight, I can start to eat better and I can go to the gym. You know, if I'm not thrilled about my looks, I can put more um, focus on my fashion or uh, my personal hygiene. Like there are always going to be ways that you can see things through a growth mindset. And will you ever, you know, be uh, People Magazine's sexiest person of the year? I mean, I, that's what you want to prioritize every bit of your energy toward I'm sure you could just like if you wanted to you know have dinner with you know a world famous dignitary or celebrity if you put all your energy into that you could so let's put our energy into making sure that this semester is the best semester yet regardless of all of the things that are going on and this is what we're going to talk about with mindset and these five tips that I came up with for the new segment are five that I use uh, to keep my mindset right on a regular basis. You know, they, they really stem out of, uh, of, you know, it's physical space. It's my health and my diet. It's getting good sleep, uh, limiting my social media. And 
And uh, because of the pandemic, knowing that when I go out into public, I've got, a, you know, I've got my personal protection devices in order so that one, I can follow the rules and two, I can be comfortable while doing it. And it's all, all, all about mindset, right? You can choose to see this semester as being, of, you know, it's going to be complicated. It's going to be atrocious. I'm not going to be able to go to sporting events. I'm not going to be able to go to the library and stay with my friends because there's going to be limitations on how many people can be in there. Like all of these things that may or may not happen, perceived hurdles and challenges or ones that you already know have been put in place, whatever it is, if you spin it around with a positive mindset, you are going to be able to take on the challenges so much easier. Before we get into these five tips, what I want to bring to your attention now is that I've actually had COVID hit close to home. My roommate came down with it. Um, he went and visited some friends who had just gotten back from Vegas. He did not take his own personal protection devices over there. He did not social distance even in the house, got around way too many people, and he brought that COVID back into my home. Me and my other roommate had to go get tested yesterday. We've already gotten our results back and we're negative. The the moral of the story here is, is that even if you are super, super, super protective of your health and being mindful of where you go, are the people who live with you, are the people that you get around the most, are they being as mindful as you are? Because no matter how mindful you are, if you go home and then you touch, I don't know, do the cabinets still give it to you? Do sink knobs still give it to you? Do doorknobs give it to you? You're right, you know, you hear all these differing reports. So one week it's yes, metal will hold down on the corona for uh, four hours. The next week it's it's four weeks, and then the next thing you know they come out and say nope, metal can't hold corona. And then the next week they come out and say well maybe it can do it for 17 hours. Information is they're searching for it so fast that they will often jump ahead of themselves, report things, and then go off and use more science and either disprove them or prove them even more. Right? You just got to be fluid with it. Use your positive growth mindset to not get frustrated with the masks, to not get frustrated with the science that, that seems to him haul back and forth on what is good and what is bad. Don't get frustrated with the reports and the numbers and the shutdowns. And, you know, it's like it's happening and there's only so much that we can do about it. We can raise our voice to our politicians and we can do our raising of our voice to our administrators. Ultimately, these are people looking to curb deaths, curb illness, and uh, whether they'll admit it or not, curb any future lawsuits that could come their way. And like I talked about last week, when you have a, an entire group of leaders who are more worried about the financial repercussions that might happen to them if they do something wrong and get taken to court versus being mindful of what's good for the populace, that's where you start to see these uh, conflicting behaviors by leaders in different states from different political parties and things of that nature, right? Everybody's trying to sort of one-up each other instead of getting together in the same room and saying, hey, what if we just were really mindful of how this is affecting the citizenry and our constituents, and let's make sure that we're making the best decision for the group as a whole, Instead of worrying about our political affiliation or our future political endeavors being compromised because here comes an election. And it's unfortunate that we are in a position where rather than getting together in a group and, and making one concise 
decision. Uh, it seems that everybody's trying to make their own and just implement them differently in, in different places. I say all of that because I think it's a really good idea for you to sit down with your roommates, the people on your dorm floor, the people you will come in the co contact the most with, and really make an agreement that you'll be taking care of yourselves when you're away from each other so that when you come in, you're not bringing the corona, you're not bringing the COVID around people um, who will then go perhaps even take it back to their families when they go home and visit for the weekend. And of course, if you're in virtual school, then you're a much more protective bubble. Uh, but that doesn't mean that somebody can't come into your bubble and bring in COVID just like my roommate did to me. So let's jump into these tips because they all wrap into what I've just discussed. And uh, regardless if you are living in the United States of America or you're international and worldwide, I have got a huge following uh, in Africa, all in, in Asia, in Western and Eastern Europe. I've got listeners from all over. Thank you for finding me and for enjoying this information and being able to uh, take it and assimilate it into your culture. And uh, I really hope that uh, when I bring up the United States, you can perhaps get an idea of what's happening here and then test it and see if that's what's happening there. And, you know, we all learn from each other. So when one country is able to open up and stay clean, we can learn, okay, what were the practices they did? Let's mirror those. If another country opens up and, and all of a sudden a, an outbreak happens again, we can learn and say, okay, well, what did they do that we could do better? We're always looking for examples of the way somebody else did something so that we can either mirror it, match it, and use it to, you know, get similar results or perhaps even better. And so think about that as we dive into the very first topic today, which is going to be uh, the, one of my favorites here, you know, always be thinking about your physical space. So tip number one is you're carving out a sp physical space just for learning, um, especially if you're doing virtual schoolwork. But also think about where in your apartment you're studying when you choose to study inside of your apartment. I can remember very vividly studying at my desk in my apartment at the landings. Uh, that's where I did a majority of my schoolwork. Uh, we were in Spanish Trace for a little bit, but mostly it was the landings and how sometimes I would try to study on the couch or I would study at the dining room table. I would study at my computer desk. There was no set place. Sometimes I was even sitting on my bed. Problem is, is that your brain associates certain places in your environment to certain behaviors. So if you're used to eating and drinking and having a good time at the dining room table, and now you want to flip on the, hey, we're going to study at the dining room table um, movement, now all of a sudden your brain's like, it's confused. Well, hey, this is where I usually sit around and eat and drink and have fun, and now you want me to focus and study here. Uh, I don't know if, if I can switch on like that. Sitting on the couch where you normally are chilling out, watching some television and relaxing may not be the best place to get your brain turned on to be thinking about getting the study going and actually putting information to memory. This is why going into a physical space like a library or a classroom is so beneficial. This is why even whenever the pandemic started and I had people telling me, oh, this is the beginning of the university system collapsing. Everyone's going to start taking online classes. I was like, that is definitely not going to happen. The coolest thing about college is that you go there. You get an apartment near there. You get a, you get a, a place on 
in one of the dorms on campus, you're surrounded by other people looking to uplift their lives and, and learn things and become this best version of themselves. And you have all of these different environments you can go put yourself into that get your mind right for the task at hand. You go to the library to study, not to drink beer. You go to the classroom to listen to the professor and take notes, not to laugh and joke around with your friends for three hours. Right? So you get your mind switched on. You get yourself into a state. And we've talked about states before. Now, a state is, you know, how you feel emotionally. Uh, it can be, you know, happy, sadness, fear, anger, uh, jealousy, right? These are like emotional states you can find yourself in. Well, physical states, extremely important too. When you're standing up straight and you got your shoulders back and you got your chest out a little bit and you're breathing in deep, I mean, that's going to be a calm, confident physical stance. That's what you're doing with your body. Well, state is also where you are physically, your environment. So if you're at a, you know, a rock concert where they're playing music really loud, Muse or Arcade Fire, or Megadeth or Metallica, right? Try to pull out uh, a study book and learn trigonometry, not the best environment. <laughs> Whereas um, dancing and acting crazy and laughing and having a good time with your friends, that's the environment at a concert go to the library to learn. So carve out a physical space at home that you specifically use just for studying, just for learning. For me, I do remember having, we had this folding card table. And so I would move it to a certain area of the apartment that we rarely ever went to. It was like to the right of the TV in between the couch and, and by one of the living room windows. And what I would ultimately end up doing was putting that table there. Nothing else was ever done in that space. So now when I moved that table into that space, it became literally like my own little world. That was because we'd never done anything there prior, didn't have to worry about my brain um, being acclimated to that space because of some other reason, partying, watching TV. So you could do that too. You could go to Costco or some general store, buy yourself a card table, and then boom, you've got yourself a nice physical space that you can move around your apartment and get that quiet that you need. Obviously, go to the library if that's available. Who knows how that's going to play out? So physical space. Get your mind, get your physical body into a place where you are ready to learn all your supplies, all the tech you need, and get it going on, and you will be set up. I'm telling you, this is a great idea. Now, let's dive into tip number two. To get that mindset right, eliminate junk food. Now, I loved talking about this one on the, on the news segment that I produced because I was able to show whole tables full of junk food and then whole tables full of healthy foods. In general, you should be looking at your diet and how you're feeding your body as one of the most important aspects of just your life in general, let alone getting your mindset right for the fall semester. I mean, it is a challenge sometimes. I get it when a pizza place down the road is throwing out $5 pies on a Tuesday night. Whenever you're up late, you've been drinking, and next thing you know, you're eating chili dogs because that's what they sell down at the quad at two in the morning. I get that snack foods are easy to turn to. That's why I highly recommend that you do some meal prepping. Even if it's just vegetables that you've pre-sliced and put into a container uh, so that whenever you are in the mood for them, they're easy to get to. Uh, Pre-cutting apples, pineapple, you know, I mean, again, be wary of fruits because of the high sugar content at certain times during the day. I'm not going to get into all of my nutritional knowledge right now, but I have a fair amount of it. So I will just say, 
be mindful of the junk food. If you keep it in your house, then you are going to be tempted to eat it. If you've got Oreos, if you've got Milanos, if you've got these things, you're going to want to eat them. Now, if your roommates keep that kind of food around, then set it in your head that, hey, that's my roommate's food. I'm not to touch that no matter how hungry I get. If you're super broke, then be looking for ways to get some ramen in the house. I mean, you know, people always joke the starving college students eat the ramen noodles. But, hey, you know, it's a good source of carbohydrates. You can go get yourself a bunch of chicken breasts on sale at your big box store, your grocery store. And now you, you throw yourself some chicken and some ramen and you've got yourself a pretty well balanced meal throw in some roughage, some green kale, some broccoli, and you get where I'm going with this. We're looking to eliminate junk foods. So if you meal prep, when you get hungry at midnight, whether it's because you've been studying all night or you know turning the bottle up a little too much, you will have a snack item awaiting you rather than turning to that frozen pizza or that $5 pie at the local pizza shop. So be looking for ways to eliminate the junk food. It's going to happen. We're human. We love that stuff. It's been scientifically produced to fire up that, that umami in our tongue, right? The, 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 the other taste bud in our mouths. You know, we seek out the bitter, the sweet, the sugary. Well, that umami is that savory flavor, right? So you've got these taste buds and they're going to be craving things and it's inevitable have more healthy things around than junk food things around and you'll find yourself turning to those healthy things more often if you go out and buy yourself a bag of tiny candy bars that weighs 10 pounds expect that you will eat that 10 pound bag of candy bars and not only will it make your belly not feel great and probably your skin and your hair as well you could be looking at the freshman 15 25 50 and don't think just you freshmen are susceptible to it. I've seen people hold it off until their sophomore, junior year. And before you know it, you turn around and you weigh 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds more than you did when you graduated high school. Now, gaining weight is inevitable as we, as we age to a certain extent, right? You think about it, if at 25, you graduate college, and then by the time you're 50, you've gained a pound or two every single year, you're looking at 25 to 50 pounds. Picture that right now, and then ask yourself, how um, how much uh, energy are you going to have as compared to what you have now? How much agility? Are you going to be able to go upstairs without getting winded? Are you going to be able to go out and play with, the, with your kids or, or with your friend's kids or your cousin's kids? Whatever it might be, are you going to be able to still be active if you've tacked on 25 to 50 pounds onto your frame? Right. This is more of a how healthy can you be without gaining weight rather than a what would you look like if you gained weight? Right. Because looks are whatever looks are. Everybody has beauty inside of them. And what your mate or your friends or your family think about you it means nothing as much as what you think about you. So when you go to eat that Oreo cookie, which I love at three in the morning, you gotta be careful about how much of that stuff you consume. Get your mindset right by eliminating junk food. Number three was to get back on a new fall sleep schedule. I love this one in general. If there's one thing I remember not being great at whenever I was in college, it was getting to bed at a decent hour. I drank too much. I've admitted so much to that you, to the, to, I have admitted that much to you on this show before got the sentence out. Um, I am in addiction recovery for a reason. And so I would be, be very mindful of your alcohol intake. And 
I didn't bring this up in the new show because that was more generalized. It was, you know, it was for people of all ages going into school, you know, all the way from primary to secondary to college. But I will say it here with you on this episode. One of the number one things that will affect your sleep schedule is the amount of time you spend partying. Even if you've got a nighttime job or you bartend, you could still be done bartending at, you know, it could be three in the morning when the bar closes, but you still choose whether to clean up that bar for the last hour, doing shots of Jaeger and drinking beer, as opposed to simply cleaning it up, going home, getting to bed at a good hour so you can get up for class the next day. Right, you are the one making these choices. So when you think about the alcohol or the drugs or the party life that is awaiting for you in college, realize it will affect your sleep patterns, which will affect your schoolwork, which will affect your health. Uh, it all ties in. It all ties in. Mental health and physical health are extremely important. I really want everybody focused on these things in their lives, because if you're not focused on them, then you're basically, if you're not focused on something, then it's all happening anyways. And then you don't even feel like you have any control over it. And I really think that having control over your behaviors is going to be essential in having success this semester, all semesters, but for specifically this semester, with so much stress and anxiety coming from the pandemic, and where your city or your state or your country's coming from with it. So be mindful of your sleep. Make sure you're getting really good sleep. Ways to do that, I just discussed, be mindful of the alcohol and drugs if, if that's what you're into, because that will absolutely negatively impact your body and your mind, and then you're going to just start to spiral. Also be thinking about um, the, your ability to sleep really soundly in a certain uh, room. You don't want the room to be too bright. So you could get blackout curtains. You could get one of those little eye masks that goes over your face and this would keep light out. So if your first class isn't till 11 a.m. and you don't get home from your job till three or four in the morning, you're still able to get sound sleep even though it's light outside Right? You want to be getting sound sleep. And if your, lights, if your room's got a ton of light coming into it, it's going to start waking you up before you've been able to go through a couple REM cycles and you want that REM sleep. So be looking for ways to darken your room, whether it's curtains or whether it's little goggle things. And also be mindful of the noise that's happening around you. I love, 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 love my little sound machine on my phone. It's called Sleep Cycle. Uh, there's tons of them. This is the one I've been using for the longest time. I've never even tried to find another one. It's got so many different sounds on it. It's awesome. And then I also ask my Alexa to play thunderstorms. So I've got the thunderstorms on the Alexa and it plays on a loop all night long. And my phone one shuts off after an hour. And then it also monitors my sleep patterns. It can tell me when I was tossing and turning, if I was snoring, anything like that. It's so, so, so cool. So get yourself some white noise. Perhaps if you've never tried that before, one of the reasons you can't fall asleep is because it's too quiet. I used to love having a fan on in my room when I was younger. And the older I've gotten, the more specific I like the sound. I just love rain, love, love, love rain. Uh, of course, maybe not always being in it. So if you live in a rainy environment, maybe rain is not the sound you love. But uh, certainly for me, uh, when I lived in Florida, that sound of the rain was just so awesome. And now I live in Southern California, 
uh, where unlike Florida, we don't get the rain. So this rain machine is really my only chance to hear a thunderstorm as long as I'm in this region. So these are ways to get yourself back on a new fall sleep schedule, monitor your drinking or your drug use or whatever that might be. And again, I do not condone that behavior, but I also realize that everybody's going to live their own lives. You, you really do have to experience college in whatever a way that looks like to you so that you can leave there and say, okay, I've been there. I've done that. Now it's time to turn it on and do the things I want to do with my life. And so you will drink and do drugs as you decide. I have no control over that. I will just let you know that, you know, I did that stuff for 22 years and it really, it set me back on more than one occasion. This fall, it could set you back because there's going to be a lot of stressors already happening. And now you're going to be walking into that hungover with a lack of sleep. So be mindful of your partying, get a way to, to darken up your room, and also use a sound machine if uh, you seem to be having some issues falling asleep and quieting your mind. Tip number four. I know, I know, I know a million and a one people have said this, but you got to limit social media, right? If you want to get your mindset ready for this semester, you've got to make sure that you're not spending two to three hours a day on social media while you could be studying and doing something more productive with your life, right? Nothing against social media, but the fact of the matter is, is that whenever you're on social media and you're not taking care of your business, then you end up looking back and wondering where in the hell did your day go? And is that really what you want to be doing is sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I got all this studying to do, got all this work I want to get done. But first, I'm going to go spend the next hour on TikTok. I'm going to go spend the next hour on Instagram, right? That's an hour of studying you could have gotten done. That's an hour of socializing with your friends. It could be an hour of chilling, whatever it is. If you are monitoring your social media, you are better off than most. Look, average American back in the, you know, not too long ago when I last heard a study was spending something like four to eight hours a day watching TV. Now, I don't know who those people are that have four to eight hours a day to watch TV, but if you choose to instead of doing four to eight hours, four to eight hours of TV to instead spend that time on social media. Okay, again, your life is your life. But if you want to spend four hours on social media and four hours watching TV, that's eight hours. If you get a good night's sleep, that's six to eight hours. Let's just go with eight. That's 16. You've only given yourself eight more hours during the day to do stuff. That's going to be classes and work and socializing and eating and going to the bathroom. I mean, I don't know where. Maybe you got more time in your day than I do, but there's only 24 in my world. Be mindful of how you speech spend each and every one of those. Whatever's going on on social media will still be there tomorrow. It is like Groundhog's Day on that thing. No matter what is being discussed, you can go back and find it later or you can just ignore it realizing that whatever the conversation is today, it's gonna to happen tomorrow. In the news segment I discussed, turning off your notifications. You know how to do that. Most of you probably already have done that. It's not even necessarily the notifications that are gonna trigger you as a college student to open it up as much as it could just be boredom. And you're just sitting there, you know, look, you're chilling out on a bus ride for 30 minutes to get to campus. There are a lot of things you could be doing with that. Listening to an audible, uh, you know, going in and, and well, you know, the more I think about it, chilling on a bus is probably the best time to get on social media. So just do it there. <laughs> I was going to try to come up with other solutions for how to spend that time. 
I'm sure you already have some. If that's if you get on a bus a lot, you could be listening to Audible, you could be listening to podcasts, you could be going through the news or checking out some sports scores, or great opportunity to hop on social media. You are literally locked on that bus for the next 30 minutes. If you are one of those people who do not find windows and what's going on on the other side of them as interesting as I do, then you might want to might be looking for a way to kill 30 minutes on a bus. I myself love watching life pass me by as I drive by through a window. I just, it's like you get to see the world and it's like a gigantic television. So maybe you just look out the window, limit social media, turn off your notifications, be mindful of how you're spending your time. The last tip that I talked about on the news segment was, this is one that is specific to what's happening in our world, our society right now, is think about the mask and your other personal protection devices that you will utilize while you're around other people. Now, if you are doing virtual online classes, you might think, no big deal, Jess, I'm not going to be around that many people. You still got to go to the grocery store. You still got to go out and, and get things. You might even have to go to the library. Who knows? When you're doing these things, do you have a, a do you have a nice comfy mask? Do you have hand sanitizer? Do you have gloves in case you are in a situation where you do need to touch a lot of things and perhaps you want to be extra safe and secure, right? I loved shooting the comfy mask segment for the news because I went out and got a bunch of really cool masks from the fashion district downtown LA. And it was just cool being able to see how many of these masks are available. Um, I actually bought like some kid masks, hoping I could wear them. They are super tight, so that's not going to work. But depending on the size of your face, you can find another mask. Make it your favorite sports team. Make it a logo of your of your favorite uh, city. It, whatever it is, just go find something that's super fun. I got one that says Scooby Doo. I got one that has a minion on it. Uh, the Lakers are the local basketball team, and they're probably going to win the championship. So I went and got one of those, so that when they have the parade, I can wear that. Go get yourself a comfortable mask. Maybe go buy one of those off of Amazon or whatever sites big in your country and get one that's, you know, actually runs the air through some really cool filters so that you don't feel like you're breathing into a t-shirt for six hours. You're going to be wearing a mask more than likely for a while, uh, depending again on your environment and your city, state, country, and all that jazz. Be mindful of, of what you're doing to keep yourself protected. Right? It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. I went on a trip through five cities. No, no, wait, no, wait. It was five airports and eight cities uh, for 4th of July. And I was in cities like Vegas and Phoenix and Oklahoma City and Indianapolis and Denver. And then while I was in these particular places, I also was going to different events. And I was very mindful of wearing my mask when I was around lots of people and not touching random things and then touching my face very mindful. I managed to do that entire trip, all those airports, all those cities, all those states. I came back COVID-free. My roommate goes over to a buddy's house who went to Vegas, and he brings COVID back into the house. It can happen that easily just by visiting a friend who isn't being safe and having them come home. You come home and you bring that into the house, or you can be like me, and I went through all these cities and states, and I managed to come home COVID-free. So be thinking about your personal protection devices. Get yourself a cool mask. Get something that's fashionable that goes with your outfits if you like. Do something that keeps you with the growth mindset of, hey, this is just the world we live in now. It'll change eventually. 
and we'll move through it and then we can go mask free. I'll tell you some of the coolest masks to wear that aren't fashionable and I'm holding them in my hand right now. It's those blue masks that the doctors wear. Uh, if doctors can wear one of those blue masks for 6, 12, 18 hours while they do major surgery on someone, you can wear that same mask whenever you're out and about at school, at the store, whatever it might be. And you can leave that classroom, take that blue mask that the doctors wear, take it off your face and put on one that's a little bit more stylish if that's what you'd like to do while you're walking around campus or the hallways of your classroom, right? It can be whatever you want it to be if you choose to see it through a positive mindset that, hey, this is just what's happening right now. I'd rather take care of my health and the, and the health and safety of those uh, around me the most, those that I love, rather than walking around all willy-nilly acting like nothing's wrong. The whole world agrees that there's a pandemic happening right now. Don't be that one who says, I can touch and lick and do whatever the hell I want, and I won't have to affect anyone else. My roommate had that thought, and he brought COVID back into the home. So get yourself a nice new comfy mask. Get yourself something that's super cool if that's what you like, or just get something super plain like these blue hospital masks that I like to wear. I'm telling you, I can breathe out of those things just fine. And I'm lucky that I don't have to sit in a classroom for a couple hours with one of them on. I've been on the airplane. There would be nobody in my row. And so I would pull it down below my nose. There was no one within six feet of me. So I knew I was fine, but I'd still kept it over my mouth just in case an accidental cough came out. If I had a sneeze, not only would I put the mask up, but I would also still sneeze into my elbow crease that we've all been taught. So be thinking of these things as you go into the new semester, okay? Get yourself a nice new comfortable mask. Think about how you're going to limit social media. Carve out, well, here, let's do them in order. Carve out a physical space just for learning, especially if you're doing virtual schoolwork. Think about a way to get a card table or something and put it into a certain space in your apartment, in your house, wherever, so that when you sit down in there, your brain is turned on to, it's study time. Tip number two, eliminate junk food. I mean, we all know health and nutrition is important. We also know that junk food's delicious. Just be mindful of those two things and come prepared with some healthy snacks, some pre-prepped meals in the refrigerator so that whenever you do get the munchies and you do get hungry, you're not turning to, you know, salty chips and sugary sweets. You can instead turn to like a pre-made sandwich or some taco meat, throw that into a taco shell. Boom. Delicioso delicioso. I'm having tacos tonight. So tacos are on my mind. Get back into a new fall sleep schedule. Monitor your drinking, monitor, monitor your partying. Try to keep that to a minimum. Just as a general rule, it will honestly keep you feeling. If you party too much, you're going to feel like crap in the morning. It's just the way that it goes. Try not to do that. Be mindful. This will also help you stay away from junk food. Get yourself a blackout curtain or a little blackout mask. Boom. Now all of a sudden, you're able to sleep whenever it's daylight. If you want to take a nap in the middle of the day to give yourself a little re super recharge. Limiting social media. I mean, seriously, everybody says it. How many people actually do it though? I mean, I still get on Instagram a ton. I've got a, a From Sobriety to Recovery Instagram account with you know, quite a few followers. I'm always up on there. I had started up a college success habits one a long time ago and realized I could just not uh, have enough time to work on three different accounts. And so I was honestly like, you know what? Maybe TikTok or, or Instagram Reels would be a better place to meet y'all working on that still. So you got to be mindful that you, know, you can't uh, manage you know, 
LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and then still feel like you're going to have time for your normal actual life. <laughs> so just keep an eye on your, on your social media. Uh, maybe you're more efficient with it than I am. However, it works for you. Have a purpose for why you're getting on there. And I think it'll really help you stay focused on the world happening around you as well. And of course, personal protection devices. We just got done discussing this. This is the most fresh in your memory. Get yourself a comfy mask. Get some of these hospital masks as well. Always make sure you have one in your bag. You just never know who's going to be around you, not looking too well, uh, who went, who left their house when they shouldn't have. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're more susceptible to it than you would have previously been because you've got all these people around you and you can't just hide in your house. We tried isolation. Humans are not isolating creatures. We want to be in social environments. It is just how we are. Even if you think you have crippling social anxiety, you still want to be around somebody at some point. So when you get around somebody at some point, make sure you're taking care of yourself. This will help take care of them. Everybody can get through this semester, get amazing grades, have an amazing experience. And then one day when you're sitting at a job interview or you're sitting somewhere and people are like, how did you overcome the stressors and the pressure and the anxiety and the fears that, uh, that so many other people felt in the fall of 2020. You can ramble on with some of these tips I've given you, some of the ones I gave you last week. And you can say, look, as stressful as it was, I was able to thrive. I was able to succeed because I went into it with a positive mindset and I didn't let all the little nuances of a pandemic crush down upon me. That is the key here. This will pass at some point. We will discuss COVID in the past tense. Um, even if it's always around like the flu is around, at some point it still won't be as prevalent and as important to society as it is now. Be able to walk through this and say that you succeeded in the fall of 2020 at school, even with all of this extra pressure and all these extra stressors that were coming from the pandemic showing themselves. We just came off of one of the longest breaks that we've ever had from school, mid-March to now, unless you took summer online classes. Let's rock and roll, y'all. Get your grades, get your mind right, follow these tips, hit me up on social media and let me know how it goes. I cannot wait to get feedback from you all. Let me know how your fall semester is starting if you're already in school. At Jesse Mogul is a great way to get a hold of me on Instagram. Of course, you can also hit me up on Facebook. I'm not hard to find. College success habits on jessemogul.com is where you'll find my social media links as well as links to listen to this podcast on whatever your favorite app is. So if you know somebody who would benefit from the knowledge that I share on this show, please send out to them. I know I'd get a kick out of knowing that you care enough to share me. I bet you they would get a kick out of knowing that you care enough about them to share this show over their way. Much love everyone. Inclusivity over exclusivity. The power of positive energy, release it and flow. You got this. You can do this, right? Don't listen to everybody else who says this is going to be one of the toughest semesters ever because of the pandemic. Listen to yourself. You can figure this out. And the skill set you'll walk away from this with will show to you that no matter what happens in the future, you went off and got great grades during a pandemic. Remember, mindset before skill set. Use this show. Flip on that positive growth mindset. The skills will follow, I assure you. Much love. See you next week. Bye.